Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. The sermon text is, is the gospel reading. You may be seated. In the name of Jesus, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. With those words, ashes smeared on our foreheads, and those ashes get us thinking about our graveyard beds, but, 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 six feet under is not a resting place forever. Those ashes are not a downer. A Debbie Downer? Okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Not a Debbie Downer! No, 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 no! For these ashes are in the shape of a cross, which reminds us that we are marked. We are named and claimed by the Father. We belong to Him. So remember that you are His, and to Him you shall return. Tonight is about returning home. It's a homecoming. <laughs> Every time you come to church, it's a homecoming. Big family reunion, eh? That's what tonight reminds us of, that we return to our Father. For he has collected us, his prized possession, his treasure. And now we get to go and collect treasure also, as Jesus says in the Gospel reading. Matthew chapter 6, 19 through 21. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. See, everyone is a collection agency, okay? We're all in the business of collecting. Not uh, Beanie Babies, okay? I know that's a, like a 25-year-old-ago fashion, but there we go. Uh, <laughs> or not Star Wars toys like I have done and embarrassed to share, okay? We are in the business of collecting treasures. But here's the question. Where is your treasure? Where the treasure is, there the person's heart will be also. There. One is at home. Home is where the heart is, okay? <laughs> Not just a nice little saying we put on our walls. Jesus agrees in our gospel reading this evening. Home is where the heart is, okay? So wherever the treasure, the heart of the GLCer, and God the Father are rolled up together, we are in the home, the house, the mansion. They can't ever, they can't shatter, be broken, destroyed, ever. The house of the Father. And our hearts need to be reoriented, recalibrated to this home. We can't get there on our own. We can't. We uh, have a lot that can distract us and deter us, and we get on detours. At least I'm speaking for myself, okay? <laughs> Lots of detours, okay? Thankfully, we got a GPS system. 
that uh, reorients and recalibrates our hearts to the treasure that we get to collect for the house of the Father. Treasure that can't be stolen or suffer corrosion ever, period. No, I'm not talking about Garmin, okay, or uh, Google Maps. I'm using GPS as an acronym, you know, that's how I roll, okay. G uh, for give, P, pray, S, stop. Give, pray, stop. That is our GPS that directs our hearts to the treasure that comes with the reward that lasts now and forever. Now this divine GPS system is such a gift because our hearts can't be recalibrated and reoriented from the top down through merely informational measures, okay? The heart got to be reoriented, recalibrated, well, by these Matthew 6 practices that involve the whole body and soul. Giving, praying, stopping. Now, we don't do this to, uh, you know, get an applause, as Lady Gaga would have us uh, <laughs> do, okay? Jesus makes that very clear in Matthew 6, 1. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Now the practices that we will be discussing this evening, uh, Jesus just assumes we're doing. Notice there's no if here. If you give, if you pray, if you fast slash stop, okay? He says when. When you pray, when you give, when you fast slash stop. Now please don't be afraid. Okay? This is not a sermon to uh, destroy you, burden you. Okay, This is a sermon to encourage all of us here to keep doing what we are doing, to keep practicing what we are practicing. Giving, praying, stopping. These practices reorient and recalibrate our hearts to collect the treasure for the Father's home that uh, come with rewards that are not temporary but last eternally. So let's get right at it. First, uh, the G in GPS, give. Let's give to the needy, for that's the fa Father's M.O. daily. And love, after all, is its own reward since we are just sharing the love that Jesus shared with us at Calvary. Now, right from the get-go, uh, Jesus, he uh, calls out some wrong motivation. Wrong motivation, especially involving giving. There were some in his day that were giving for the wrong reasons. They were uh, generous, they were compassionate, they were giving to collect the crowd's three cheers. Hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, hooray. Okay, Matthew 6, 2. Thus when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, 
they have received their reward. So in Jesus' day, there were some who were generous. And then they, they blew this loud, ginormous trumpet, calling all attention to themselves. And Jesus, he, he just says, quit it. Knock it off. Now, uh, Steve, I don't think we have in Auburn this uh, you know, huge, ginormous uh, trumpet <laughs> that we can sound when we do something nice, right? I don't think we... Is it the corner of uh, Garfield and Midland? Is there one there? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe the line should buy one or something. Um, we don't have anything like that here in Auburn. But I think I'm safe to say this. We have all tooted our own horns. At least I'll just put myself in the spotlight here, okay? <laughs> Front and center. Um, yeah. Uh, looky, looky at Mimi. Looky, looky at what I did, did. I mean, there have been those times when this guy named Aaron was generous and kind and compassionate to someone. But I did it to get praise. I did it to call attention to myself. I did it so that I could get the crowd's three cheers. And so when I did that kind act for that person, I was really dehumanizing that person. I was treating that person as an object, a thing, just a means to an end. And what's the end? What's the goal? Well, of course, uh, I, I said it, you know, the crowd's three cheers! Hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, hooray! Aaron is the greatest every day! <laughs> Um, yeah, collecting, collecting that kind of treasure doesn't give lasting pleasure. It doesn't. Uh, you know, that reward, the praise from man, it fizzles. <laughs> it goes by, but it's like, it's like that. It's immediately spent, and then I need more, or this guy is going to fume and vent Jesus, in the reading this evening, says that there is a treasure that we can collect that comes with a reward from the Father that lasts forever. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Giving is the treasure itself. That's the treasure. We get to wake up every morning and collect treasure, which are those opportunities to love others. And we love expecting nothing in return. I know it would be great every single time we love someone that we got a thank you, a pat on the back, that we were admired. But we don't love for those, for those reasons. Love itself is the reward. If you just walk away this evening with that message, I'm very happy. Goodness itself is the reward. Kindness itself is the reward. Compassion itself is the reward. Why? Because we get to love with the very love with which the Father shows us, showers on us, shares with us in Christ Jesus. The love that's poured out at Calvary. 
The love that purchases and wins us from Satan's tyranny and makes us sons and God's sons and daughters of God, members of his family. Love, the love that covers a multitude of sins and iniquities here at GLC, love that aims and directs our hearts towards everybody. Not as a means to an end. But as the end, as the end itself. So let's love, love for the sake of Jesus' love. I mean, there's so many opportunities every day to love, every day to share and care and burden bear, so many opportunities to give and thereby collect treasure. Now, isn't this strange? Think about this. We collect by giving. <laughs> Let that sink in for a moment. We lay up treasure in heaven by, by loving. And the reward is the love itself. The act of love itself. Because we are just living as we were created to live. As the fathers loved and loving children. This reward lasts because our child of God's status lasts. Love is what we do because love is who God is for all, not just for a few. And this God who is love, he wants to spend time with us. Which brings us to the second letter of GPS, P praying. Dear friends, let's pray to the Father. Not first and foremost for stuff, okay? But rather knowing that just being with him is its own reward. And that's enough. Here in the Gospel reading we find more uh, motivation that's out of whack. This time with prayer, this time with prayer, verses 5 and 6. And when you pray, you must, not, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. Now, the motive for prayer is not to, you know, be the center of attention. The spotlight on us. That's not, that's not, that's not while you pray. I really don't think anyone here has that problem. I would, I would think our issue at times, and again, I'm speaking for myself, we can see prayer as like, you know, that lamp in Aladdin, where we just, you know, rub it, and the genie pops out, and uh, we get three wishes. It's all about getting stuff. And we pray to, you know, get God's attention. We pray to rack up brownie points. We, we pray to earn the Father's two thumbs up. And we do this to, uh, to get what we want. Stuff. It's kind of like treating God as though he's like a pinata. And our prayers, the bat. And we pray, and we pray, and we pray. Whack, whack, whack. Crack, 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 smack, smack, smack. And, you know, we, 
We cross our fingers, we hold our breath, <laughs> and we, we hope that, you know, the stuff we're praying for just falls from that pinata God <laughs> into our lap, making life just peachy. That is not why we pray. Jesus, he, he makes that pretty clear in verse 6. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Prayer itself is the treasure. That's the treasure. When we pray, we are collecting treasure, and the reward is just being with the Father. Spending time with him. Time to wake up. <laughs> That's like my alarm at 2.30 on Sundays. <laughs> um, let me be clear here. You can't get the Father's attention. You can't rack up brownie points with the Father. You can't actually earn the Father's two thumbs up. You know why? You know why? You have it already! Isn't that amazing? You have it already! By virtue of your baptism, three splashes of promise has made you a beloved son of God, a beloved daughter of God. And you can't unadopt yourself. You can't uncall yourself. You can't unchoose yourself. The Father's arms are spread wide open, and He is inviting all of us to climb into His lap and collect time with Him. Time with Him, with the Father, daily. And as you do this, as we do this, as we pray, our hearts more and more are at home with the Father. Our hearts more and more beat in sync with the Father's heart so that we like what the Father's Father likes, so that we desire what the Father desires, so that we seek what the Father seeks. And all of our seeking and liking and desiring has an endless... For, for, for all that, we have an endless source, capital S source, from which to draw. And that is, that is, the Father, Him. Which brings us to the final letter for this evening, S, stopping. Dear friends, let's stop trying to fill ourselves up. And trust the Father to fill our cups. For that's its own reward. Its own reward which will never stop. Again, a motive is off in the gospel reading involving fasting. Jesus says in verse 16, And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. So folks uh, in Jesus' day were out fasting each other. Well, my, my face is more disfigured than your face. Well, my forehead is dirtier than your forehead. 
it was all about one upmanship and it must have looked really silly okay just like uh, we're thinking right now okay <laughs> oh so silly now this is not our problem when it comes to fasting okay our one upmanship comes about when we're trying to fill up empty cups empty cups and trying to fill them fuller than anyone else around us. And these empty cups, they have labels on them. The labels, you know these labels, meaning, security, identity. And we seek to, to fill these empty cups with that label, meaning on them, with, well, profits, popularity, promotions. We seek to fill those empty cups with that label security on them using, well, relationships and reputations, retirement, nest egg, rifles. We seek to fill up that, those empty cups with that label identity on them with clothes, cash, clout, culture, careers. But we can't actually fill those cups up by any of that, by anything we do. And that's what fasting taught people for centuries. See, fasting historically isn't about, you know, giving up Hershey chocolate for, you know, 40 days. Or, you know, giving up wine, okay? Or, or even taking on something like exercising. And those are all fine things. Please, if you are going to do those things, I'm not trying to poo-poo those things, okay? Historically, though, fasting was all about giving up a meal, an entire meal. Maybe once a week. Maybe a couple times a week. Maybe once a day. And the point in doing that was to feel those hunger pangs and realize that there is an emptiness deep inside us that we can't actually fill. Ourselves. We need someone else to fill us up. So fasting was never about one-upmanship, okay? <laughs> it was meant to show us our poverty, our need for someone to fill us. That's Jesus' point when he says, But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father, who is in secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. Now, we don't have to fast to realize that we have these empty cups. That, that only the Father can and does fill up. And so let's collect these empty cups, okay? These empty cups with those labels, meaning, security, identity, written all over them. I mean, who would have thunk that, you know, empty cups could be such a treasure? But they are. These cups are a treasure. And so let's collect them and lift them up to the Father, for He alone fills them up like no other. Cups overflowing. And that is the reward. Cups overflowing. The cup runneth over. As, you know, the psalmist says in Psalm 23. These cups with labels like meaning, security, identity, just, you know, running over. So full. So full. Meaning that truly does matter. 
I am loved by my Heavenly Father. Security that nothing and no one can shatter. I am safe and sound with my Heavenly Father. Identity that lasts forever. I am a child forever of my Heavenly Father. Dear friends, let's use this GPS system day after day after day after day, giving, pray, praying, stopping. For these practices reorient and recalibrate our hearts to the treasure that actually lasts, the treasure that is actually worth collecting way better than Beanie Babies, okay? Or my Star Wars toys they are just in the basement. This is the treasure that's worth collecting. Here it is. Love for the other. Time with the Father. Cups overflowing. Forever. Happy Ash Wednesday. Let the collecting begin. Come soon, Lord Jesus.